Hello and welcome to DFS Coach Talk. I'm Andrew Hansen alongside Josh Crash Davis. It's Saturday, November 27th, 2021. We're back in the studio for the Week 12 NFL Primetime Show. We've got a divisional battle here between Cleveland and Baltimore. And we're going to break down Seattle and the Washington football team. And Crash, this is a really interesting rematch here with Cleveland and Baltimore. The last time they played last season, they put up 89 points. <laughs> Cleveland won at 47-42. The over-under in this game is 47. So Cleveland got that all by themselves last year. Yeah, yeah. I, was that game in primetime last year? I feel like it was. Uh, yeah. Yeah. That's when yeah. Lamar went to the restroom, came back. Oh, yeah. And the running backs just kept scoring touchdowns left right. and right. Uh, well, including the quarterbacks. There were nine rushing touchdowns mm. in that game. I mean, what a classic. Yeah. So I'm excited that. They're they're in prime time again here for sure. This time around, Baltimore favored by three and a half at home. But uh, start off with this Brown side here. Break us break it down. We'll, we'll talk about some pricing. Get folks ready for the showdown slate uh, for both of these games. Yeah. So um, both these running backs with Kareem Hunt coming back, they're in play for me. Nick Chubb is thirteen thousand on Fanduel. He's sixteen eight in the captain spot on DraftKings and eleven two in the flex, and then Kareem Hunt eleven thousand on FanDuel, ten five in the captain spot and seven thousand in the flex on DraftKings. So I think that um I'll probably lean towards Chubb on FanDuel and Hunt on DraftKings for the receptions bonus. But you know, Hunt um he saw six and seven targets in his two games against Baltimore last year. And Baltimore has been really tough against the run as far as they've, they've allowed um, a decent amount of fantasy points against running backs. They've allowed the 17th most, but against the rushing yards per game, they've only allowed the second fewest with 88.6. So I think that that would favor um, Hunt in the passing game and then Chubb when he gets in the red zone, you know, but not a lot of yards for Chubb, I wouldn't think. So that's kind of the way I'm leaning with the running game. Yeah, I feel the exact same way. Um, you know, the prices that you mentioned, it's much more of a savings on DraftKings with Hunt over mm -hmm. 4,000 compared yeah. to only 2,000 on FanDuel. And yeah, let's take advantage of the receptions on DraftKings with, with right. PPR Hunt in that last game against them last year. He scored on the ground and through the air. So I'm with you there. And uh, mm -hmm. that's, that's a key point that the yardage just hasn't been there, but decent fantasy production overall. I agree yeah. that favors Hunt. Yeah, and then in the passing game, you know, it's it's been pretty hard to trust Baker Mayfield. He's really been struggling, um, and now he's less, you know, Odell Beckham too, so this one less receiver that he has to turn to. But Jarvis Landry did see eight targets last week. He's 10,000 on FanDuel. He's 11-7 in the captain on DraftKings and 7,800 in the flex. Um, if Donovan Peoples-Jones is out again, he's questionable right now. Baltimore has allowed the 18th most fantasy points to wide receivers, so – little bit under middle of the pack there um you know so so we could look at jarvis landry as a little bit of a gpp play and then um at tight end baltimore's allowed the fifth most fantasy points to tight ends i know we've talked a lot this year about the tight ends that they've faced and stuff like that but they have allowed the fifth most um and hooper has seen seven and five targets the last two weeks so his targets have gone up a little bit He's 7,500 on FanDuel, 7,800 in the captain spot, and then 5,200 on the flex on DraftKings. So decent price there. 
Um, so that's a little bit of a low owned GPP option that you could look at for Cleveland, but really I'm more focused on the running game and the receiving game for Kareem Hunt in this game. Yeah. I mean, that's really what Cleveland wants to do. That's their strength, 156 mm-hmm. yards rushing per game. But because of that matchup, you gotta, you gotta evaluate this passing game and consider it. Yeah. But I agree. It's hard to trust Baker Mayfield, only 10 passing touchdowns on the season, only one rushing touchdown for him. So he's been more of a game manager. But it's a juicy matchup. There have been three quarterbacks who've thrown for over 400 yards against Baltimore. Mm. But the problem is we know that Cleveland is just not that of an explosive passing attack. I mean, it's been pretty meager, to be yeah. honest. Yeah. And uh, it's kind of sad when you look at Landry and you're, you're thinking, you know, GPP for a guy that's 7,800 on DraftKings, but he's been so low volume, even, yeah. you know, even for him. You know, in years past, he's been a PPR monster over there. Seventy eight hundred would be a nice price, but now it's like that's it's still paying a bit of a premium for him. So you do have to hope for a big game for him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's just not a lot there, and um, you know, it's just hard to trust Baker Mayfield. So it's really hard to to rely on that passing game for Cleveland. Yeah, and then with Donovan Peoples Jones, if he happens to be out again, Richard Higgins. I mean. Mm-hmm. 3,400 DraftKings, he could be the last guy in. Yeah. Uh, again, coming off one catch in the last game, you just, you're not too excited about these options. And then with those right. tight ends, yeah, I like Hooper. Uh, but how about Njoku? He's out mm-hmm. there. Harrison Bryant gets involved sometimes. True. That's the problem. I mean, they're great at involving their tight ends, but you know the, the strength that they have with the versatility makes it tough on us for DFS to, to choose one of them. Yeah. Uh, yep. Those are those guys are almost GPP because it's like a three-headed monster, right? So, all right. Well, let's see how we're going to put it together with the Baltimore side. I certainly like them as favorites here at home with Lamar back in the lineup. They're able to get it done against Chicago last week with Tyler Huntley mm-hmm. and Lamar on paper here. Pretty good matchup. Cleveland's giving up. They've given up the eighth most fantasy points to quarterbacks. Uh, the the type of week that Lamar is looking for is what Herbert did back in week five. He put up 427 mm. total yards, five total touchdowns, including one on the ground. We know Lamar is capable of games like that. Yeah. And with the pricing and the fact that I'm just not that excited to pay up for the Cleveland guys, Lamar is a lock for me on both sites. 12-4 on DraftKings, 17-5 on FanDuel. It's very expensive, but I'm, mm. I'm willing to pay it because the pricing, if you work through it, it's really not that bad. Yeah, you, know, you don't have to make extreme sacrifices just to get him in there. So right now I'm looking to play Lamar on both sites and possibly at the captain and MVP spot. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't often pay up for the most expensive guy on DraftKings as the captain. But again, I think you can make it work, and he has such massive upside that it might be the way to go here. Um, the, with the rest of Baltimore here, let's talk about who he might pass it to. We've got Hollywood Brown questionable to get back out there with the thigh issue. He missed the last game. And this is a pretty important figure in this contest, in my opinion. The volume has really picked up for him mm-hmm. before his uh, last game where he missed it. Those three three games before that, he had between 12 and 14 targets. Hmm. And if you look at who's had success against Cleveland from a wide receiver standpoint, it's been these speedy guys on the outside. Tyreek Hill, 
Brandon Cooks, Justin mm. Jefferson, and then Mike Williams, who's got more of the size. But uh, that's where they can be beaten. And Brown, you know, really has strong chemistry now with with right. Lamar. Uh, you got to pay for him though. Ten eight on DraftKings. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. I think I think Marquise Brown, if he plays, would definitely be the top option. I mean, like you said, he's been targeted pretty heavily by Lamar Jackson lately. So, no doubt about it. Now, after that, we're gonna need to save a little bit if we go with that combo. And you've got some mid tier options here for Baltimore. You could go with Rashad Bateman. Uh, he's only sixty four hundred, mm-hmm. and I do like him over Sammy Watkins right now. Uh, you know, he's kind of matched him in volume, and he's got the, the quickness and the youth. Uh, so he's in play for me. Uh, Devin Duvernay, who got four catches last week for 37, I think he'll take a step back if Brown is out there, and he'll be, be that fourth option who yeah. may not get out there too much. Uh, with the running backs here, Freeman really has – taking a lead there in terms of the usage and, and the touches 22 touches last week to Latavius Murray's 12. But with the way that the lineups are, are going for me so far, you know, I may, I may get Murray out there as a value just to save money. Uh, I, I think there's enough volume there where he's, he's got the potential to pay it off. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then of course we got to mention Mark Andrews here, middle of the road matchup. He's a big target guy. Uh, eight catches again, last time out. And then Nick Boyle is questionable. He played last week but only had one target. Uh, he's been dealing with a knee issue. He's minimum price on DraftKings, only 200 um, You could sneak in there and, and score a touchdown. Mm-hmm. Um, but certainly a real deep GPP option given his health and lack of involvement so far. Yeah. So what are your thoughts here on Baltimore other than Lamar and Marquise Brown? Anybody stand out to you? Do you still want to play um, Mark Andrews if Marquise Brown plays? Or do you think that if he does, then you'll probably just not play Andrews? I I probably won't in the same lineup just because of the price. Yeah. Uh, I think he can still have a strong game. Um, but I don't know if I'll be able to fit all three of them. Yeah. Well, I think if Brown is out, then Andrews would be the top – you know, option for Lamar. So that's one thing I would be looking at. Uh, and yeah, Murray, he's been getting some red zone work. So that's, that's definitely a possible GPP play. Um, what do you think about Justin Tucker? seems like a kicker's been in the top lineups lately. So, Oh yeah. Tucker's a strong candidate. I'm glad you mentioned him. 4,200, very reasonable on DraftKings with possibly the best kicker in the history of the NFL. Mm-hmm. Um, so I definitely like him you know, more than usual for, for any kicker. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And the weather looks fine. Um, you know, looks like probably, uh, you know, mid forties, uh, tomorrow night, we're recording this on Saturday night. We'll see if there's any wind that pops up, but assuming that it's calm, you know, should be fine conditions for Tucker. Yeah, that sounds good. All right. Before we move to game two, we will want to invite you in to join the family this weekend. DFSCoachTalk.com. I sign, I sign up, up for, for one of these deals. It's uh, Black Friday continued. Uh, great options here. You get some deals for basically a dollar a day. Our best prices ever. So jump in now. You'll get all the NFL and NBA lineups 
with whichever package you get and try to sign up Sunday morning so that you can get our main slate lineups as well. We give those out at about 12.10, 12.15 Eastern. Uh, so uh, jump in this weekend, and we'd love to have you. All right, let's move to Monday night football, 8.15 Eastern. We've got Seattle and the Washington football team. 46.5 is the total here, and it's a pick em, which I think is fair uh, given yeah. this matchup. Uh, but, you know, I can't remember the last time I saw a pick in the NFL uh, this far ahead of game time. So I, I think it's noteworthy, uh, and I, I do have some interest here on both sides. I'm really looking forward to this. I think it could be high scoring. So why don't you kick things off here with the visitors uh, being Seattle? Yeah, it's been a long time since I've seen a pick em too. Um, I think for just a split second, the Green Bay-LA game was a pick em, and then the Rams are now actually favored. But, um, yeah, so for this game, I think that Russell Wilson, if he's ever going to bounce out of this funk that he's been in lately, this would be the opportunity for him to do it. You know, he had to play against two top ten pass defenses in the Packers and the Cardinals. Um, This week he goes against the team that's allowed the most fantasy points to quarterbacks in Washington. So this would be the week for him if it's ever going to happen, I think. Um, So definitely Russell Wilson's in play for me. And then his receivers, the top two, obviously, with Metcalf and Lockett. Um, Washington has allowed the fourth most fantasy points to wide receivers. And Lockett has been the better of the two um, since Wilson's come back. He had four catches for 115 last week against Arizona. So I do lean, you know, towards him over Metcalf. Um, Metcalf just, I don't know, he's got some some things to work through, maybe mature a little bit. It seems like he's just not always locked in emotionally and, and you know, giving it his all. So, Yeah, we saw the late uh, flare-up uh, for him recently, so – Certainly, there's some room for improvement there. Uh, but I agree with you completely. I mean, could you ask for a better chance here for Russell to get back on track? And he's got another week under his belt. So I yeah. like him for sure. Good matchup. Um, and I think he'll be in most of my lineups. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. And then for a GPP play, um, Rashad Penny and Travis Homer were already ruled out this week. So it's just going to be Alex Collins and then DJ Dallas. Um, he scored the lone touchdown for Seattle last week. I think that he could get some red zone opportunities and stuff like that. Should be very low owned, low priced, especially on DraftKings. So he would be my GPP play. So really, Wilson, uh, Dallas, and Lockett for me in this game. Okay. Yeah, it's nice that there's only two likely running backs in play here. We've had yeah. quite a bunch of options lately. Mm-hmm. You know, not that we've been playing much. Uh, since the the offense has been struggling so much. But, yeah, with those two guys out, Collins and Dallas jump to the forefront. We don't have pricing yet, even though it's Saturday night. Mm. Crash, next week I think we might need to predict some pricing for these these, uh, Monday night slates. I'm not sure why they don't have it up yet. Yeah. Um, But the uh, the other thing I just want to touch on here is Gerald Everett, who, you know, has picked it up in the last couple weeks – Sort of middle-of-the-road matchup, mm-hmm. but if you want to get a little more exposure to that passing game and maybe not go with one of the running backs, uh, he's an option to look at. Yeah, I agree. All right, let me turn the page here to the Washington football team. 
the four and six hosts who are coming in here with two wins. By the way, mm-hmm. Seattle coming off those two losses that you referenced with the tough pass defenses. Uh, Washington kind of scrapping it together. They beat Tampa by 10, got past Carolina last week, 27-21. So a bit of momentum and really good matchups here on paper. I mean, mm-hmm. Seattle is just poor overall defensively and against the pass and against the rush. They just lost another cornerback in Trey Brown, so they're down a level there. Yeah. So Taylor Heineke, squarely in play mm-hmm. for me. Uh, you know, Last week they really tried to run it. Uh, Gibson had 19 carries, McKissick 7, and Patterson 7. So Heineke only threw it 22 times in the victory, only 206 yards, but three touchdowns and no interceptions. Mm. So you like that. He should be cheaper than than Wilson on both sides. I think this could be a two-quarterback type week for me on the Monday night game. And I would like to pair him up with Terry McLaurin who has a 100 matchup advantage, according to Pro Football Focus. So we like that for sure. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, he was solid last week against Carolina, went over 100 yards. After that, though, with these receivers, man, what a mess. You had mm-hmm. Cam Sims, two catches and a touchdown. DeAndre Carter, two catches and a touchdown. Adam Humphreys, two catches for 30. Dax Millen got a catch. And now we're looking at Curtis Samuel, who is probable to return. So there's five options there after McLaurin that I think it's pretty dicey. Um, and I'm probably only going to want to look at one of those guys in a GPP last guy in. Uh, I don't think there's a lot of clarity there uh, or anybody I'm too excited about. What are your thoughts here on this passing game? Yeah, you you mentioned how um, Heineke had three touchdowns, no interceptions, and McLaurin had over 100 yards. That's a really good sign because Carolina has a pretty good defense, you know, especially their secondary is really tough with the addition of Gilmore and, and everything. So I do like um, Heineke and, and McLaurin, the pairing of those two. Um, that will probably be a core play for me in this in this game. Okay. And then with the other pass-catching situation, we've got Logan Thomas probable to return. He's been dealing with a hamstring. Ricky Seals-Jones looks like he's going to be out again. John Bates stepped in last week, three catches for 23. Uh, Again, we'll see what the pricing looks like. It is a pretty strong matchup for Logan Thomas. Uh, Last week, Ertz, eight for 88 and two scores. Mm -hmm. Eights were wild there. And then uh, three weeks ago, Dan Arnold, eight catches for 68. So that's been a way to attack Seattle recently. Uh, it's the classic uh, roll of the dice, though, with the hamstring, right, Crash? Yeah, yeah. We we like to avoid those hamstring injuries, that's for sure. Yeah, it's just a lot of hold your breath and hope they get through the game. You know exactly. Now with the running backs, you know, can't leave these guys out because it is a strong matchup. Third most fancy points allowed. Uh, Gibson, the the workhorse here, but you know it's been more McKissick in the passing game. So, again, this one will come down to pricing for me. Mm -hmm. Um, But I could certainly see myself fading that backfield just because of the pricing. If I'm going to go Heineke and McLaurin and then Wilson, then it's certainly going to be tough to get Gibson out there. Yeah. Yeah. But I do like like Gibson. I feel like he's one of these players that's just on the fringe of being a breakthrough, and he, he hasn't ever really had it yet. But... Every time I've watched him, he's he's performed pretty well. He has a good burst and, you know, has pretty powerful back too. So, Yeah, he really is. Uh, it'll be fun to see if you can get that four, that quartet together on DraftKings. 
I think you probably will be able to if you go with a really cheap captain. You know, somebody like Gerald Everett. Uh, we'll see if he's you know in the 5K range or if he's if he's a little bit higher than that. Um, or if you wanted to roll the dice on one of those other Washington receivers, then it it might work out. So mm-hmm. uh, we'll certainly play with the pricing once it comes out and get the core set up for our members, the cash core, and then the GPP core on DraftKings. And then, of course, we've got the full lineups coming on FanDuel, Yahoo, with the cash lineups and GPP over there as well. Yep. Excellent. All right. Well, without further ado, we will get back to our lineup building, get ready for the main slate, and then get these showdowns posted. Had a lot of fun on Thanksgiving uh, with those with the three-game full slate and then the individual games, and we're going to keep the momentum going here through the weekend in Week 12. So, excellent. All right, well, thank you for tuning in, everybody. Hit that thumbs up if you don't mind, and subscribe to the channel. Hit the alert button so you know when these post. We've got NBA coming seven days a week. Our NFL podcast will continue on as well. And uh, have a great rest of your Thanksgiving weekend, everybody. On behalf of Josh Crash Davis and the rest of the DFS Coach Talk team, I'm Andrew Hansen. We'll see you next time as we look to crush it in DFS.